Welcome to Zichu Daf Siman Memory of Ram Goldar, and today Mazekus Yuma Daf Samak Dalad, the sixth parak Shnei Seira Yom Kippurim. The pop quiz will be in a separate file. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara on Daf Samak Yuma asks why the Torah needed to teach that a Sar Lazazel cannot be premature, and two answers were given. On this stuff, Rava says it's needed. In a case in which the one who sold the goat to the temple had a seriously ill person in the house. And he slaughtered the mother of this goat in Yom Kippur in order to feed that person. The Pasuk's coming to teach that the offspring of that goat may not be used as a Sari Lazazel since it's not permitted to be shechted until the next day due to the prohibition of shechting a mother animal and its son on the same day. In this sense, it's considered premature. The Gemara objects to this answer. The Torah said only you shall not shecht an animal and its offspring on the same day. And this, referring to shoving the goat off the cliff, is not shechita. The Gemara answers that they say in the West, referring to Eretz Yisrael, Shoving the goat off the cliff is tantamount to shechita. Point number two, the Mishnah and Dava Samach Beis Amadav stated that if a goat died after the lots were cast, the Kongala must bring another pair and cast lots upon them. If the one for Azazel died, he should say, let the one upon which the lot for Azazel fell take its place. And the second goat should then be left to graze until it becomes blemished. The Gemara brings Malchokas here regarding which goat is called the second one. Rav says, The second goat of the first pair should be offered. The second goat of the second pair shall graze. Rav Yochan says, the second goat of the first pair should graze, and the second goat of the second pair should be offered. The Gemara explains that Rab holds that living things do not become permanently rejected from the Mizbech. Once the goat for Azazel was replaced, the first goat for Hashem becomes valid again. Rav Yochanan holds, living things can become permanently rejected. When the goat for Azazel died, its mate became permanently disqualified, and the goat from the second pair must be used. And point number three, Rav has said a precise reading where Mishnah accords with Rav, while Brisa accords with Rav Yochanan. The Mishnah taught that he should say that if the one for Hashem died, let the one upon which the lot for Hashem take its place. This implies that only the dead goat for Hashem is replaced, while the other one for Azazel remains ready to be offered. The Brisa that supports Rav Yochanan says that when the Pasuk states referring to the Azazel goat, Yamod Chai Meis, it shall be stood alive, it implies, but not that its fellow goat died. If the goat for Hashem died, the original Azazel goat is no longer fit for service. The Gemara asks how the words, it shall be stood alive, imply this ruling, and answers, Yamod Chai Amad. The word shall be stood alive in the future tense imply that it stands now for the first time and not that it stood previously. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara and Daf Samach Gimel Amabes asked why the Torah needed to teach that a Sirla Zazel cannot be premature and two answers were given. On this time, Rava says it's needed in a case in which the one who sold the goat to the temple had a seriously ill person in the house, and he slaughtered the mother of the goat on Yom Kippur in order to feed that person. The Pasuk's coming to teach that the offspring of that goat may not be used as a Sari Lazazel, since it's not permitted to be shechted until the next day due to the prohibition of shechting a mother animal and its son on the same day. In this sense, it's considered premature. The Gemara objects to this answer. The Torah said only you shall not shecht an animal and its offspring on the same day. And this, referring to shoving the goat off the cliff, is not shechita. The great answer is that they say in the West, referring to Eretz Yisrael, shoving the goat off the cliff is tantamount to shechita. Point number two, the Mishnah Duff Samach Beis Amad Av stated that if a goat died 
After the lots were cast, the Kohen Gadol must bring another pair of goats and cast lots upon them. And if the one for Azazel died, he should say, let the one upon which the lot for Azazel fell take its place. And the second goat should then be left to graze until it becomes blemished. The Gemara brings Malchokas here regarding which goat is called the second one. Rav says, The second goat of the first pair should be offered the second goat of the second pair shall graze. Rabbi Yochanan says, The second goat of the first pair should graze, and the second goat of the second pair should be offered. The Gemara explains that Rub holds living things do not become permanently rejected from the Mizbeach. Once the goat for Azazel was replaced, the first goat for Hashem becomes valid again. Rabbi Yochanan holds, living things can become permanently rejected. When the goat for Azazel died, its mate became permanently disqualified, and the goat from the second pair must be used. And point number three, Rav has said a precise reading of our Mishnah accords with Rav, while Brisa accords with Rabbi Yochanan. The Mishnah taught that he should say that if the one for Hashem died, let the one upon which the lot for Hashem take its place. This implies that only the dead goat for Hashem is replaced, while the other one for Azazel remains ready to be offered. The Brisa that supports Rabbi Yochanan says that when the Pasuk states, referring to the Azazel goat, Yamud Chai Voshachavero Mace, it shall be stood alive, it implies, but not that its fellow goat died. If the goat for Hashem died, the original Azazel goat is no longer fit for service. The Gemara asks how the words, it shall be stood alive, imply this ruling, and answers, Yamud Chai Voshachavar Amad. The words shall be stood alive in the future tense imply that it stands now for the first time and not that it stood previously. Alright, so now we go to our Simmer Daf Samach Dalad and our standard simon is a secret agent. So, secret agent. So here goes. This secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of shechita snuck inside while two shochtim argued about whether live animals can be rejected and intercepted a message with the cryptic words, it shall be stood alive. So once again, in slow motion. This secret agent, secret agent, that must be more enough. Samach Dawid. This secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of shechita, which reminds us, the Gemara Duff Samach Gimel Amabes asks why the Torah need to teach that a Sarah Lazazel cannot be premature, and two answers are given. So on this though, Ravah says it's needed in a case in which one who sold the goat to the temple had a seriously ill person in the house, and he slaughtered the mother of this goat on Yom Kippur in order to feed that person. The Pasuk is coming to teach that the offspring of that goat may not be used as a Sir Azazel, since it's not permitted to be shechted until the next day, due to the prohibition of shechting a mother animal and its son on the same day. In this sense, it's considered premature. The Gemara objects to this answer. The Torah said only, you shall not shecht an animal and its offspring on the same day. And this, referring to shoving the girl off the cliff, is not shechita. The Gemara answers that they say in the West, referring to Eretz Yisrael, shoving the goat off the cliff is tantamount to shechita. So the secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of shechita, snuck inside while two shochtim argued about whether live animals can be rejected. Which reminds us, the Mishnah Duff Samach Beis Amadov stated that if a goat died after the lots were cast, the Kongala must bring another pair and cast lots upon them. And if the one for Azazel died, he should say, let the one upon which the lot for Azazel fell take its place, and the second goat should then be left to graze until it becomes blemished. The Gemara brings about focus here regarding which goat is called the second one. Rav says, the second goat of the first pair should be offered, 
and the second goat of the second pair shall graze. Rabbi Yochanan says, the second goat of the first pair should graze, and the second goat of the second pair should be offered. The more explains that Rab holds Balchaim Einen Nidchim. Living things do not become permanently rejected from the Mizbech. Once the goat for Azazel is replaced, the first goat for Hashem becomes valid again. Rabbi Yochanan holds Balchaim Nidchim. Living things can become permanently rejected. When the goat for Azazel died, its mate became permanently disqualified, and the goat from the second pair must be used. So the secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house, where they push animals off a cliff as their form of shechita, snuck inside while two shochtim argue about whether live animals can be rejected, and intercepted a message with the cryptic words, it shall be stood alive. Which reminds us, Rav has said a precise reading of our Mishnah accords with Rav, while Bryce accords with Rabbi Yochanan. The Mishnah taught, they should say, that if the one for Hashem died, let the one upon which the lot for Hashem take its place. This implies that only the dead goat for Hashem is replaced, while the other one for Azazel remains ready to be offered. The Bryce that supports Rabbi Yochanan says that when the Pusik states, referring to the Azazel goat, it shall be stood alive, it implies, but not that its fellow goat died. If the goat for Hashem died, the original Azazel goat is no longer fit for service. The Gemara asks how the words, it shall be stood alive, imply this ruling, and answers, The words shall be stood alive in the future tense imply that it stands now for the first time and not that it stood previously. So once again, the secret agent spying out the criminal schlacht house, where they pushed animals off a cliff as their form of shechita, snuck inside while two shochtim argued about whether live animals can be rejected, and intercepted a message with the cryptic words, it shall be stood alive. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazara. Daf Samach, so the simmer Daf Samach is smiley face stickers. So here goes. The child who puts smiley face stickers, smiley face stickers, that must mean we're on Daf Samach. The child who puts smiley face stickers on the picture of the Trumas Adeshin and the Kohen Gadol's Big Day Lavan to remember Me'il applies even when the Avoda is done, which reminds us, on Daf Nun Tassam and Beis Rebuto, learn from a Pasuk that just as after Kapar blood is not subject to Me'ila, so to before Kapar blood is not subject to Me'ila. The Gemara suggested that perhaps one could learn the opposite, that just as before Kapar there is Me'ila, so to after Kapar there is Me'ila. And answered, There's no such thing as an item whose requirements have been performed, and yet we can still commit Me'ila with it. The Gemara challenges this assertion for Trumas Adeshin, which is subject to Mi'ila, even though its requirements have been carried out. The ashes are still forbidden after they've been placed on the floor of the Azari, east of the Mizbeach. Perhaps the blood too should be subject to Mi'ila after Kapara. The Gemara answers that we cannot apply this law, Mishum Dahavi Trumas Adeshin, the Big Dekuna, Shneik Sumim, Banke Echad, because the Psukim that discussed the Trumas Adeshin and the Big Dekuna worn by the Kong Gadol and Yom Kippur, which are subject to Mi'ila after use, teach the same Malacha. And we have a principle that Kol Shneik Sumim, Banke Echad, in Malamdin, two psukim that teach the same law cannot teach that law in other areas. If the Torah had intended the law to apply universally, it would have only needed to specify that halacha in one case. So the child who puts smiley face stinkers on the picture of the Trumas Adeshin and the Kohen Gadol's Big Day Lavan to remember Me'il applies even when the avoda is done, was able to remember which avodas need to be done in order by placing stickers on two words in one pasuk. Which reminds the next Mishnah states regarding all the Yom Kippur procedures that have been listed in sequence, if the Kohen Gadol wrongly advanced one procedure before another, he has accomplished nothing, meaning the procedure is invalid. The Gemara brings a bright when this rule applies. Ryuda says, but It only applies with regard to things done by the Kohen Gadol dress in the Big Day Lavan in the Kosh Gadashim. It does not apply to things done in the Big Day Lavan outside, such as the drawing of lots, the various confessions, and the blood applications of the Mizbach HaZav and the Mizbech HaChitzon. Rabbi Nechemia holds that the Halach applies to all the things done in the Big Day Lavan, 
whether inside or outside, whereas anything done out of order, while the Kohen Gadol wears the big day Zav, is vowed. Rush explains that if you remove the Kaf and the Makta from the Kosh Kadashim before offering his ram or the ram of the people, which are done in the big day Zav, the omission of the ram offering does not render the service of removing the Kaf and Makta invalid. So the child who put smiley face snickers on the picture of the Trimus Adeshen and the Kohen Gadol's big day Lavan, to remember Me'il applies even when the Avodah is done, was able to remember which Avodos need to be done in order by placing stickers on two words in one Pasuk. Which reminds Rabbi Yochanan said, referring to Rabbi Yehuda's and Rabbi Nehemiah's opinions, Shnei Mikra Echadarshi, both of them expounded the same Pasuk, which states, This shall be to you an eternal statute once a year. The Gemara understands Rabbi Yochanan's explanation of Rabbi Yehuda that the word Zos, this, and the word Achas, once, come to teach two things. One term service excludes services performed in the big day Lavan, referring to the ones done outside, and one term comes to exclude any avoda performed in the big day Zav. He explains from Nehemiah's position that one term is to exclude the avoda performed in the big day Zav, and the other term service to exclude Shiraim de Lamakli, the service of pouring the blood remnants that is not essential for the validity of the services followed after it. The more challenges this interpretation will be Nehemiah's position. Daf Samachov. So the similar Daf Samachov is a saw, and we use a magician doing a sawing trick. So here goes. The magician's trick to saw a goat in half saw. That must be more on Daf Samachov. The magician's trick to saw a goat in half to attain kapara for Kohanim Levim and Yisraelim, which reminds us, a price of brings about regarding who attains kapara through the Sir Mishdalech. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the pasta that says, and he should atone for all the Kohanim, for all the people of the congregation, comes to teach the Kohanim Levim and Yisraelim equally receive kapara, the Sir Mishdalech, for all Averas other than Tumas Mikdash for Kedoshim. The Rabbi Shimon says that just as the Damasir and Nas Befnim is Mechapra for Yisraelim for Tumas Mikdash Kedoshim, so to the blood of the Pars Mechapra for Kohanim for Tumas Mikdash and Kedoshim. And just as the Vidu of the Sir Mishdalech is Mechapra for Yisraelim for all other transgressions, so to the Vidu and the Pars Mechapra for Kohanim for all other transgressions. So the magician's trick to saw a goat in half to attain Kapar for Kohanim, Levim, and Yisraelim went terribly wrong when blood started to spill out in the middle. Which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Samach Amad Alf introduced Malchokas in a case when blood spilled during the application of the blood of the Kaddish Kaddashim. The Tanakhama, being Rabbi Mir, holds that the Kohen Gadol must shecht another animal and bring new blood, and redo the application from the beginning. From where he stopped, from there he starts again. Rashi explains that if blood spilled in the middle of the set, he doesn't have to start from the beginning. The same Malchokas applies to the application of the blood on the Heichel, on the Paroches, and on the Mizbach as a hub. So on this stuff, Rabbi Yochanan said, They both expanded the same Pasuk. Aaron will affect Kapar from the blood of the Chattas of the Atonements once a year. Remer holds, Aishem told you to use only one Chattas offering and not two Chattas. Rashi explains that each stage of the Atonement procedure can only use the blood of one animal. Therefore, if the blood spills, they must bring new blood and start again. Rabbi Shimon holds, I told you to do only one sprinkling, Chitwe, and not two. Rashi explains that they hold that there is no sprinkling that may be repeated. So the magician's trick to saw a goat in half to attain kapara for Kohanim, Levim, and Yisraelim went terribly wrong when blood started to spill out in the middle, and two assistants were needed to receive its blood, one in a kli and one in his hands. Which reminds us that it was taught in a brace of the Torah states regarding Mitzorah, Balakach Midama Ashem, and the Kohen shall take from the blood of the Ashem, and the Kohen shall apply it to the person being purified. It could be thought that taking the blood means that it should be received in a kli, therefore the Torah teaches Venasan, and he shall apply the blood to the Mitzorah. Just as the application is done with the body of the Kohen, referring to his finger, so to the taking should be done with the body of the Kohen, meaning the blood should be received in his hand. 
It can now be thought that the blood thrown to the Mizbech should also be received in his hand. Therefore, the Torah teaches, like the Chattas is the Ashim, which implies that just as the blood of a Chattas requires receiving it in a Kli, so does the blood of the Mitzvah's Ashim require a Kli. We therefore conclude that two Kohanim should receive the blood of the Mitzvah's Ashim. One receives it in a Kli to throw the blood on the Mizbech, and one in his hand to apply to the Mitzvah with his finger. So the similar Samach base is a submarine. So here goes. The three goats standing on top of the submarine. Submarine? That must mean we're on Duff. Samach base. The three goats standing on top of the submarine waiting to hear who would be selected to go to Azazel, which reminds us, Rashi explains on the bottom of Duff Samach on base that in the case when the blood of the Chattis goat spilled, our placement goat cannot be designated without repeating the lottery of two new goats. One would be designated for Hashem and the other one would be eligible to be sent to Azazel. If three Chattis goats had to be shakted, there would also be three goats available to be sent to Azazel. The Gemara here discusses which of the Azazel goats is sent. A puppy said in the name of Ravi, he sends the first one, but Rav Shimi said in the name of Rava, he sends the last one. So the Gemara says that the opinion reported by Rashimi in the name of Rav makes sense because he holds the last goat as the primary one since the Kabar was completed with it, meaning with its counterpart. The Gemara seeks to clarify what is the basis of the opinion reported by Rapapi and concludes that's in accordance with Rabbi Yosu who says that in the case where one designated a Pesach and it became lost and he designated another one in its stead and then the first one was found, Rabbi Yosi holds Mitzvah Berishon. It's a mitzvah to use the first one unless the second one is superior. So the three goats standing on top of the submarine waiting to hear who would be selected to go to Azazel, looked at the two identical goats on shore. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the sixth parak states that two goats of Yom Kippur, their mitzvah is that they should be alike in appearance, height, value, and they should be purchased at the same time. Nevertheless, if they're not alike in these features, they're valid. The more brings a bright that discusses the source for this. Allah, the Pusik states, Yikach shnei si'ire izin, he shall take two goats. Miut si'ire shnaim. Now, we already know that the minimum number indicated by the plural goats is two. So what then does the Pusik teach by stating two? That the two should be alike. From where do we know that even though that the two of them are not alike, they are nevertheless valid? Talmud Lomar, Seir, Seir, Reba. The Torah states, goat, two times, which teaches us that even if they're not alike, they're valid. So the three goats standing on top of the submarine waiting to hear who would be selected to go to Azazel looked at the two identical goats on shore that were being called in to replace two goats that were shechted outside the Azara before the lots were drawn. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce if one shechted the two Yom Kippur goats outside the Azara, if he did so before the Kongadol cast the lots on them, he's liable for both of them. After the Kongadol cast the lots upon them, he's chai for the one of Hashem and punted for the one for Azazel. Rashi explains that he's only chai for shechting outside the Azara if the animal could have been brought into it, which is not the case with the one for Azazel. The Gemara asks what the two goats are fit for to be brought, since before the lottery, neither goat is fit to be offered as the Sir Hashem. When Rufchiz answered he's liable, since each goat is fit to be brought as part of the Musaf, the Gemara objects, saying that since it's lacking the lottery, it's not fit to be brought as a Musaf, the Mechasri Avodosiyom, because it's lacking the service of the day. The casting of lots comes before the Musaf is brought. The Gemara answers that Rav Chisda holds that the status of a premature time doesn't apply to a carbon that will become valid later that very day. Dav Samech Gimel, so the symbol of Samech Gimel is a Segway. So here goes. The Segway Tour, Segway Tour, that must be more on Dav Samech Gimel. The Segway Tour of the Sir Azaze Outdoor Exhibit Past two shechted Yom Kippur goats and a Pesach shechted Stam, which reminds on Duff Samach Beis Amun Beis, where Chista said that one is high for shechting the two goats before the lottery outside of the base of Migdash, even though they're not fit at that time for the type of carbon for which they are designated, since each could be offered for a different type of carbon, such as the Musa. The Gemara here asks if, in fact, Rav Chisto holds the principle of Hoyo based on another statement of his, where he says that if one shechted a Pesach outside the temple during the rest of the year, if he shechted it not for its own sake, but for the sake of a Shlamim, he is Chayev. This implies that if he had shechted it Stam with no intent at all, it would be considered a Lishmo, and he would be Pater. 
Now, why would this be so? Let us imply Hoyle and say that since it's fit, if it were not offered for its own sake, but as a shlamim, he should be chayv if he checks it outside without specific intention. The Gemara answers that this is not a valid comparison. Hasan boyakira, hayu boyakira. The Pesach requires a conscious uprooting of its designation as a Pesach to a Shlomim, and until this occurs, the animal is not fit to be offered inside. The goat of Yom Kippur, however, does not require a conscious uprooting of its designation for it to be used as a Chattis. Rashi explains that this is because the inner goat and the goat brought as a Musaf are both Chattis offerings. So the segue to the Sir Zaza outdoor exhibit, Pastu Shechted Yom Kippur coats, and a Pesach Shechted Stam, and a Sir Zaza that was not exclusive to Hashem, which reminds the Gemara seeks the source for the ruling on Daf Samach Beisam and Beis, that if one Shechted their Sir Zaza outside the Beis of Migdash, after the lottery was drawn, he's putter. So it was taught in Bryce that the Pesach regarding the prohibition of Shechting outside the Beis of Migdash says, and to the entrance of the old mode, he did not bring it to offer as an offering to Hashem. One might think, to include the Sarlazazel in the prohibition, given that it's fit to be brought to the old Moed for the drawing of the lots. The Torah therefore states, Lashem, to offer as an offering to Hashem, implying specifically, Mishim Yuchadim Lashem, those animals that are designated exclusively for Hashem, excluding the Sarlazazel, which is not designated exclusively for Hashem, but is sent to Asazel. So the segue tour of the Sarlazazel outdoor exhibit passed two Shakti Yom Kippur goats, and a Pesach Shakti Stam, and a Sarlazazel that was not exclusive to Hashem, while a little boy was being told the seven-day-old goat wasn't eligible yet to be tossed down the cliff. Which reminds the more brother Bryce that taught that the source in an animal less than eight days old cannot be designated as a sar lazazel as the passage that states, and from the eighth day on, yeratzel carbon ishel Hashem. It shall be acceptable for a fire offering to Hashem. The word Hashem is coming to include a sar lazazel that it too cannot be brought from an animal that is less than eight days old. The Gemara says that this implies that if the Torah had not specifically included the Sir Lazazel in the prohibition, one would have thought it could be sent out even though it's premature. Now, how could this be? The lottery cannot assign a goat for Hashem unless it's fit to be offered to Hashem. And since it's not known which goat will be selected for Hashem, both of them need to be eligible and at least eight days old. The Gemara presents a number of answers. One answer is, is that the Tanah's Rabbi Shimon who holds that if one of the goats died after the lots were cast, another goat is brought without casting lots. The Pasuk is needed to teach that even in such a case, the Azazel goat must be at least eight days old. All right, that concludes the share. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. You a great day and great learning.